Welcome back to another episode of Comedy's Dead. I'm Sandra, I'm your host, and tonight I've kind of chosen to go on like a little suicide mission. So strap in folks because it is going to be a shit show. So I'm just going to get right into it. I was reading an article about how the Taliban is like blaming America for like the starvation of a thousand or a million kids. And I thought, well, yeah, you know what? That is actually probably true. I totally believe that. I mean, come on, guys. Like, let's be real. Like, that's what happens to a country when you take away its largest sector of the economy. And I know you're probably thinking heroin, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about kid fucking. I mean, it's no secret that for the past 20 years, America has been paying pedophile warlords to go recruit little boys for their little boy militias so they can have sex with them. But, you know, don't worry, little Abdul. Guess what? We'll let you have sex with the boys, too. Because America, they're giving us alcohol, drugs, and money all in exchange for your service. And remember, don't you guys forget, remember, as long as you're good little boys, once you grow out of this little beardless twink stage and none of the hairy pastunes want to have sex with you anymore, we will marry you off to one of our daughters so you can legally make more babies for us to fuck. I mean, that was literally America's foreign policy in Afghanistan. And look, I just don't see why we can't talk about it in this country. I mean, it's not a secret. I mean, we can't talk about the, the rapid pedophilia problem over in Afghanistan, but you can turn on the TV and hear about some Taliban fighter that chopped some girl volleyball player's head off because who knows? I don't know. She wouldn't shut her stupid mouth, I guess. I don't know. But it is, listen, I don't think anyone should be beheaded. I think that's horrible. I just don't understand why it's okay for, you know, some volleyball player that's a girl to to play volleyball, what, just because her dad worked for America and they let him open like some shop in Canada, some toy shop, so, you know, pedophile politicians can come in and buy toys for their little bocce bocce boys so they don't run away? I mean, what about the Taliban fighter? I mean, what, what if all he wanted to do was play volleyball his whole life and he couldn't because he was too busy training to be a militia fighter? I mean, Come on, guys, like, nobody cares about all the poor little Mohammeds, you know, sitting around with nothing to do all day but pick the wings off of bugs, training to be a Taliban fighter because his parents are illiterate peasants and now America's here and they say all the girls gotta go to school. Look, I'm just saying, this is, this causes hate. I don't know. I just, it just blows my mind. And I'm just getting sick of hearing about, you know, all the horrible things that the Taliban are doing to little girls. Like, oh, they're taking child brides. Yeah, and guess what? A bunch of Afghan refugees that worked for America are bringing their child brides to the United States. And honestly, as a female, I can say that I can speak about rape. I mean, and honestly, I would rather be raped by the Taliban than have to come to America with some dirty grandpa on a pink beard. I mean, come on, a Taliban fighter that's been out in the desert fighting for like months at a time? I mean, he's gonna come in like less than a minute. And I have a tight pussy, so, you know, whatever. That's just my opinion. And, and honestly, I mean, who's to say that a Taliban fighter might not be one of the best things to happen to some of those child brides? 
I mean, and I'm not naive. I mean, I realize that some of these poor child brides are going to get set on fire because they burnt dinner. And I, and I know it's not her fault that she's stupid, she can't read, so she can't cook. I mean, it's a paradox. I, I get it. It's a huge paradox over there. And I just don't see why we can't talk about it. But whatever. And anyways, yeah, I, we're talking about Afghanistan. So someone in Afghanistan is always getting raped. And isn't that like their policy? Isn't that their, not their policy, but their country's motto? Women are for babies, boys are for pleasure. Like, that's what they say. So, if that's the case, I just don't see why we can't discuss this like adults. But anyways, it brings me to this picture. Because I saw this picture and I posted it on a Facebook. And if you're listening and not watching, I'll explain it to you. There's, it's an Afghan family at the Kabul airport. And they're getting ready to board a flight. You know, they're fleeing Afghanistan. Yay, great. I think, you know, we should help these people. But it's two men, and they're both holding a baby, or little kids. And then there's a woman. I mean, I'm assuming she's a woman. I can't see her face. But obviously, she's one of, their, one of the men's wives. And then there's another boy, like, to the left of her, I guess. And he has a rope tied around his ankle. And then he has another, the other end of the rope is tied around the, the woman. So all I said was, I posted the picture, and I said, uh, is the boy tied to his mother to keep him from running away to a pedophile? Or is it to keep him from fleeing, you know, the pedophiles in the picture? And people called me like racist and a xenophobe and whatever. And the only reason I bring it up, because what was the first thing that happened when the refugees got here? I mean, there was like one or two rapes of like, like, they were like raping like their nephews or something. And so it was just kind of like the picture that I posted. And look, I don't want people to think that I'm like hating on Afghan refugees or anything because I'm not. I just, and it's not that I don't trust Afghan refugees because that's not the case either. I just don't trust our government like at all anymore. I mean, we just spent the past year and a half listening to our government call anybody that wanted to question or even discuss the COVID lab leak theory, they were called racists. I mean, people had their videos deplatformed, they were demonetized over discussing something that is pretty much widely held as it basically came from a lab now. So I just, I just sit back and I sometimes I honestly think that I'm living or that we're living in this like, Marxist Maoism revolution. And please don't be fooled into believing that, you know, Marxism or Maoism is just some socialist ideology because it's not. It is basically a manifesto on how to overthrow a government. I mean, that's exactly what it is. So, I mean, you have Marxism for, you know, industrialized countries like ourselves, or you have Maoism for, you know, places like Afghanistan. So basically, for the past 20 years, while the Department of Defense has been over, you know, using basically a playbook of Maoism over in Afghanistan, paying pedophile warlords to set up villages and towns so they can capitalize off the sex trafficking of little boys, here in America, we have basically made it illegal 
I mean, they just say it's politically incorrect, but no, at this point, it's basically illegal to talk about, discuss, inquire about any type of like immoral, illegal behavior or actions of anybody that is not a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, a wasp, well, and Jeffrey Epstein, and Ghislaine Maxwell, and Harvey Weinstein. So wasps and Jubilees, anything other than that, and you're a racist. And look, I just think that is a bad way to like approach things in this country. I mean, there's a lot of things I wanna talk about, but I don't because I'm afraid of being labeled a racist. Like the South Side of Chicago. I mean, there are kids being shot over bags of Cheetos on the South Side of Chicago, and we can't talk about it. No, not at all. And we know what Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell's been up to for the past 20 years. I mean, what about the Bloods and the Crips? What, just because they're gangbangers doesn't mean that they can't run some child sex pyramid scheme? Because guess what? They do. Yeah, they do. They go to the middle schools and they recruit, you know, stupid poor girls and they promise them Fago and Colt 45. And then they pimp them out to their other gangbanger friends and then they stash them in some flea bag motel, you know, and pimp them out to truck drivers. And then, you know, eventually the cops will come along and they'll bust it up and they'll arrest people and it'll be kind of like a big deal. But you won't hear much about it in the media because anytime they try to show the cops doing anything, they, you know, some stupid publication like the Huffington Post will write some op-ed, you know, saying, guys, don't worry, you know, the cops didn't bust up some child sex ring, you know, it was just a bunch of runaways, don't worry about it, it was just a bunch of Cardi B wannabes, you know, because somehow, because somehow in this country, you know, cops rescuing some black teenagers just does not fit the media's narrative of defund the police. But broke boys don't deserve no pussy. That is something we all can get behind. I mean, and then it's just, and then that those same publications will call anybody a racist when some stupid white girl goes missing and they want to post about it. I mean, you can't win in this country anymore. It is crazy. I mean, that is why you don't have Dog the Bounty Hunter going and pounding on some gangbanger's door asking for some like hair sample of his pit bulls or because that would be racist guys or you, you can't see Dog the Bounty Hunter I don't know like going through like some black dude's trash trying to get something to like match his DNA because Dog the Bounty Hunter trying to steal some black man's DNA is a hate crime in this country I mean think, what about Nancy Grace Oh my God, could you imagine Nancy Grace setting up shop outside of some black guy's house whose pregnant wife, you know, went out to walk the dog and never came back? Oh, people would lose their mind. I mean, could you imagine her sitting out there like, Tyrone, Tyrone, we know you were at the Black Cherry last Saturday night, the night that your wife went missing and here you are throwing cash on strippers ass making it rain and what do you have to say Tyrone what is the murder murder was the case that they gave you Snoop Dio double G holy shit people would lose their mind you know they would they couldn't handle it anyways look I'm just saying the only thing receiving more systematic advantages for being white in this country is Michael Jackson's glove that's what Nancy Grace would say, not me. I would never say anything like that. Don't confuse my words. I mean, defund the police? 
We still don't know who killed Nicole Brown Simpson. And you know what? If that pisses you off or offends you, screw you. Because you're not listening, okay? I am not picking on O.J. Simpson. I like O.J. Simpson, okay? I mean, I honestly think that O.J. should do a reality TV show with Casey Anthony where she helps him find the missing glove. And then... And then once they find the missing glove, OJ can help Casey find Kaylee's real dad. And you didn't hear this from me, but I think it is Jeffrey Epstein. Listen, I'm a capitalist, okay? I'm a capitalist and I'm a true crime fan. And as any true crime fan knows, the cops screw up a lot of investigations and prosecutors just make it even worse. Guys, this is about the system, okay? It's totally about the system. And it's a revolving door of shit. You can't really, you can't trust the government anymore. You can't trust the police. You can't trust, well, you've never been able to trust churches or religious people. But anyways, and that's just, I mean, that's why I have breast implants. That way, if I ever go missing and someone, like, beheads me, my boot, my implants, they have a serial number. Anyways. But no, it's almost... It's almost like we are living in just a time of just cover-ups. It's just cover-up after cover-up after cover-up. And we just had another one in the Loden County Schools. Everyone, you've probably heard about it. It was, you know, the father got arrested at the school board meeting because the year before, his daughter was raped in the bathroom by a boy that had a skirt on. And it was this big ordeal. And then, I don't know, while he was being like investigated, or I think he actually admitted to it. But anyways, while he was awaiting either trial or sentencing, they just sent him to another school in the school district. And while he was there at school, he, you know, raped another girl, or no, he assaulted another girl while he had his ankle bracelet on. You know, typical, a typical day in America. But anyways, um, what makes the story, like, well, I know you guys all know that he, you know, got arrested at the school board meeting, it was a big deal. but. What I what really pisses me off about this is because after the the first assault happened and the girl went to the principal and the principal called the dad and he got to school, the principal had the audacity to say, listen, sir, we're really sorry this happened, but we really, really would like to handle it in-house. Uh, that's illegal. Like, teachers are supposed to report sexual assault. I mean, especially if it happens in their freaking bathroom. But... It wasn't until the dad flipped out that the principal finally called the police. And, you know, the police call and they take her to the, the hospital. They do a rape kit and the rape kit confirms what she says. Okay, so now we're all caught up. But why he got arrested at the school board meeting was because they were doing a stupid school board meeting about trans people in the bathroom. And he just asked, he's like, I just want to know how you're going to protect the students because my daughter was raped, but you know. And they like shut him off. And the school board was like, we don't know anything about that. And like, they had already talked to him about this because, you know, they tried to say, let's handle this in-house. I mean, they were extremely aware of what was going on. And what upsets me is this is actually not a trans issue at all. I mean, hold on, I'm going to get a drink. Hang on, guys. Anyway, this has nothing to do with trans people. This was just a sexual pre predator in a skirt. That's all it was. You know, and what, whack jobs, sexual predators can't wear skirts? I mean, the BTK killer would dress in, like, bras and panties and make 
you know, the ladies watch him before, like, he killed them. So I just don't understand this ideology in this country that only trans women can wear skirts. You know, sexual predators, whack jobs, weirdos, they don't wear skirts. It just makes no sense anymore. Everything is so, like, it's almost like we're living in a parody. Like, you can't even parody stuff anymore. That's how crazy it's gotten. And the same thing happened in California. There was a, it was at Wee Spa, I guess. I don't know. So I think it was called Wee Spa. And they kept getting, like, reports at the front desk that there was this man in there, like, exposing himself to women and children. And they kept saying there's nothing we can do about it because trans people are allowed in, you know, bathrooms. And they kept getting these reports. And what blows my mind is, again, this, this, the language and the logic, like, since when has a man exposing himself to women and children ever had to do with anything with a trans person? Or a woman, for that matter. I mean, what does that mean? Women don't go around exposing themselves to people. So it just, it just blows my mind that people can confuse a man... I'm going to say this again. A man in the dressing room exposing himself to women and children, and it was reported repeatedly, and some idiot at the front desk just kept saying, oh, we can't do anything about it because it's a trans person. I mean, shouldn't they be fired? I it just, I, maybe it's not a trans issue so much as it is just the incompetence of the people living in this country. And as you guessed it, if you wanted to know what was going on in the bathroom at the Wee Spa, it was a sexual predator. He was on the list and he was exposing himself to women and children. So there you go. And here's another thing I don't understand. Why is it you can talk all day long about all the horrible things that the Taliban is doing to women, but if you want to bring up Pakistani grooming gangs, you're a racist. Makes no sense. And the only reason I'm, and actually, I'm bringing this up only to point out once again, just the fallacy and the way that people think and operate on a daily basis. So in this town in the UK, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce the name, but it was just a really poor town. And there were like three or four girls that were like in the system. So foster care and they had social workers. And they started admitting to these social workers that they were like being pimped out by like these like three or four guys to like friends. And it, but it was mainly between these three or four guys, three or four guys. And so the social workers did what they were supposed to do and reported it to the authorities. And as you guessed, the authorities ignored it. So this went on for like 10 years and it got to the point where there was like multiple, multiple, I mean, there were like hundreds of allegations. So finally, this detective, her name is Maggie Oliver. So if you're interested in this story, her name is Maggie Oliver. She resigned from her position. She was like in the special crimes unit, I guess. It's in the UK. So they have different like labels than we do. So she resigned from her position to be a whistleblower on what was going on. So come to find out what was going on was there were like hundreds and hundreds of allegations and basically the police chose to ignore it because the nationality of all the men involved were Pakistan and which is it doesn't matter. I mean if they just would have done their job when the first allegations came in 
then it, it would have had nothing to do with race. I mean, who cares? Three guys, they happen to be from Pakistan. I mean, usually people hang out with people like themselves. I mean, they probably lived in like, you know, an area that was designated for, you know, Pakistani immigrants. I don't know, but it just makes no sense. And what upsets me again is by ignoring this for 10 years, not only did you get more victims, I mean, you had more rapists on the streets. So you're just clogging the system with more unnecessary shit that nobody needs to deal with. And again, by ignoring it, it really made it seem like you chose the race or nationality of rapists over the justice of rape victims. So that made it about race. And they said the reason they ignored it was because they didn't want to, you know, already create more racial tensions or intensify what was already going on. And it's just like, you, you made it about race. And, and listen, all I'm saying is, you know, if that was like a group of white frat boys that were pimping out a bunch of 14 or 15 year olds, holy shit, we would never hear the end about it. I mean, Portland would be rioting on college campuses every night. I mean, white boys would be getting assaulted every night by a bunch of non-binary furry freaks sticking like Antifa flags up people's asses. Like, welcome to equality, dickwads. And please do not think that I am picking on Middle Eastern men. Okay, and I know Pakistan is in Southeast Asia, but I'm just saying Middle Eastern for, you know, an umbrella term. I am not picking on Middle Eastern men, okay? I honestly think Middle Eastern men are hot. And I think we need more Middle Eastern men in this country. And not just because they're hot. No, because if you ever get around a group of Middle Eastern men, I mean, you can just feel the testosterone. I mean, sometimes it will just stop you in your tracks. You'll just look up and you'll be like, oh, I'll just wait till you speak to me. I mean, it is, and honestly, listen, I mean, if you, on their own, they're harmless. But you get them in a group and it's just Muslims trying to out-Muslim each other. And listen, I think we need more bravado like that in this country. I do. And I'm pretty sure that's what the CIA had in mind when, you know, they decided to wage a war in, you know, six different countries trying to force democracy into the Middle East. They probably thought, well, you know what, this might be bad, but it is definitely a way to combat the decreasing testosterone levels in this country due to all the corn syrup and chemicals they put in the food. But that is for totally different podcasts. Look, guys, I'm just saying I don't trust the government anymore. I don't, I don't trust the government. I don't trust the media. I don't trust the Food and Drug Administration. I don't trust the Health and Human Services. I don't trust Dr. Fauci. I trust nobody. I mean, okay, so remember after 9-11 when we killed Osama bin Laden? Okay, this is a great example. I was at a bar. I was playing darts. It came on the news. And it was like, oh, yeah, whatever. We caught him. I never once questioned that story. I never once doubted it. I never thought like, oh, I wonder if the, you know, the government's lying to us. That never even crossed my mind. But now, looking back on it, I mean, I think there's a 50-50 chance a man is just chilling in Miami. Honestly. And listen, I mean, listen, the rest of his co-conspirators, I don't know what was there, like seven or eight of them, I don't know, they're all still chilling and... Guantanamo Bay probably, you know, smoking on Cuban cigars because they still haven't even begun trial. And it's been 20 years. I mean, they got these douchebags, like, within the first, like, four or five months. I mean, it was quick. It was like they dropped like flies. 
All right? So, and you mean to tell me that Osama bin Laden, the press secretary, basically, he was this, we got, we killed Jen Psaki. Great, America's safe now. I mean, wasn't he, wasn't he more like the Uncle Sam of the group, like, trying to, like, recruit people? And I'm not saying that's wrong, and I'm not saying he shouldn't have been, like, held accountable for his actions that fucked the world up for the past 20 years. I'm just saying, I just think it's odd that he's dead, but the rest of them are still in Guantanamo Bay. Just seems weird to me. And another thing, speaking of pedophiles, okay, so they said after they, you know, raided his little compound or whatever, they said that he had an extensive collection of porn on all of his computers, but they won't say what kind of porn it was. And it's a, why even tell us there was a bunch of porn if you're not going to tell us what kind of porn the man was into? I mean, I just think after 20 years and a trillion dollars, we have the right to know what kind of porn the man was in, too. I mean, there might be some comorbidity link between, like, porn and terrorists. I don't know. I just want to know. Like, why even let us know that he had an extensive collection of porn and then not tell us what kind of porn it was? I just think that's weird. I know, you guys are probably thinking I'm some, like, man-hating femnazi. And I'm not. I'm actually not at all. I honestly think we give men too hard of a time in this country. I do. I mean, think about it. They're not all bad. I mean, I can't seem to keep their dicks out of my mouth. And, I mean, what about those seven justices that legalized abortion? I mean, there was no females on the court back then. They were all too busy at home raising kids. I mean... Those seven justices have done more for the advancement of women than anything that bitch Mother Teresa ever did. I mean, I think they should take her Nobel Peace Prize away and give it to those seven guys that legalized abortion. I mean, I just wish somebody had the balls to tell all the evangelicals that, you know, rich white men have been paying for medically safe abortions every time one of their wives or mistresses or daughters got pregnant since forever. So you think a bunch of rich white men are going to let, you know, some evangelicals ruin little Junior's chances of becoming president because he has a weak pullout game? No, it's just insane. I mean, what, think about it. I mean, what would this place be like without abortion? It would be filled with criminals. I mean, there's a pregnant lady right now boarding a future little Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't know, I'm just saying, sometimes you gotta thin the herd before they start eating each other. I know, I'm horrible. I totally am. And look, it's not that I don't like children. I love kids. Well, not like in a pedophile way or anything. I just think there's this, I mean, God, it is easier to buy a gun than it is to make a damn left turn in this country. And then everybody wants to know why there's so many mass shootings. It's like, I don't know, maybe somebody just wanted to make a left turn. And listen, I do. I care about saving the kids. That's what this podcast is about. I know you probably think I'm like some xenophobe, but I'm not. I actually, I just took a bunch of stuff to like one of the donation centers because my work is collecting a bunch of like clothing for like Afghan refugees. And I take a bunch of stuff in and then they're like, well, we can't take these panties. And I mean, they were new. They weren't used. No, I mean, they weren't used. They were new, obviously. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, because they only accept all white panties. And I'm like, what, they? I'm like, who the fuck is they? And I'm sorry, but if you don't want your little girls in some, like, girl power panties, then you're in the wrong damn country. I mean, and it wasn't even, and it, it wasn't even girl power.
power panties. I mean, it was just like, you know, pink, yellow, green, blue, you know, all the colors of the rainbow. And isn't that what they're into over there anyway? So it's like the whole entire country gay. So it make, uh, that makes sense because the girls can't wear white underwear or can only wear white underwear, but the boys, pink, purple, sparklies, whatever, you know, bachi bazi. It just makes no sense. I mean, like, honestly, this is America. It's about your individual choice and rights. I mean, why not let the individual Afghan families decide for themselves what color underwear they wanted their girls to wear? Because I'm just assuming there's probably a bunch of Afghan families who could honestly give two shits what color underwear the girls have on. So, I mean, her pussy, her choice. That's what this podcast is about. Her pussy, her choice. I mean, that's like America's motto. Her pussy, her choice. Did I say that enough? Honestly. I mean, I think that we should, that should be taught in schools. Her pussy, her choice. And, but no, I do. I, I honestly think it's, I, I couldn't imagine, like, living in Afghanistan. Like, honestly, like, I was the last place on earth I would ever want to go. So, I think it's always odd to hear that there's still all these, like, Americans there. It's like... Why were you there? I mean, there, I, there's like over like 2,000 or something. I understand like a few hundred, but 2,000? It's not that great. It's, I just think pedophiles. I think there's a lot of kid fucking that we don't know about. And I want to help the kids. I really do. And I think it's just so sad seeing them like just playing soccer all day with, you know, service members. And it's just like, I think these kids have been living on army bases and have been playing with soldiers for way too long. And it's nothing against the soldiers. I mean, thanks for your service. I'm just saying these kids need to like go on field trips or something. I mean, take them to the mall, go bowling, go roller skating. There's got, take them to some basketball games or soccer. They like soccer, find a soccer game, something. And and what I'll take some. Do you have like some older ones? Because I really need stuff fixed around my house. Because I'm an idiot and I don't know how to fix anything. So everything around here is just crumbling at the seams. So I'll take them. I'll take them to a titty bar. I will. I'll take them to a titty bar and I will get like a ruler or no, I'll use something like this. No, no, I'll get. Isn't that what they do in Sharia law? They like cut their hands off. Anyways, I'm not saying that. I would just use a ruler and I would just smack their hands anytime they tried to grab like tits or ass. What? Train them young. And you know what? And if they're not into girls, then I'll take them to a Little Nas X concert. I mean, why not? Seriously, you're in America now. You don't have to blow some hairy Pashtun soldier who hasn't showered in two weeks. I'll get you backstage and you can blow Little Nas X. I mean, I want them to have the fullest America, American life has to offer. And that's all this is really about. And... Me being like really tired other than that. But now I'm a mom, I'm tired, and I haven't had sex in like two years. So I'm just always agitated. But honestly, another thing, I'm really, I want to talk about killing pedophiles. That is another thing. Her pussy, her choice, and killing pedophiles. Because uh, think about it. Do you know how much more of a productive GDP we would have in this country if nobody had to worry about pedophiles? Oh my God, women would be showing up to work early and they'd be staying late. You know, honestly, because the only reason we're always trying to like dip out of work is because we have to get home before the kids get off the bus because we don't want anyone to take them. 
And I know what people say, the crimes, it's dropping and it's dropping and yeah, it is. And I know like back in the 80s and 90s, there were like what, you know, two or three kids that were kidnapped each month from bus stops. And now it's like two or three every like four or five years. So yeah, it seems like it's safe, but I think it's because no one lets their kids wait for the bus by themselves anymore. So can we kill the pedophiles? Because that's, that's what this is truly about. And that's, yeah, and if, I'm sorry, but if that makes me a, what are they called now, a domestic terrorist? Yeah, so if that makes me a domestic terrorist, then Marg Bar Amrica, Marg Bar Amrica, Marg Bar Amrica. I don't know, it's death to America or whatever, I don't know. Anyways, I'm Sandra, follow me on all social media platforms. I'm really looking for people on Twitter, Sandra underscore Edgel. Uh, I really need people on Twitter, so follow me on Twitter. I want to get off Facebook. I cannot stand Facebook. It is horrible for comedy, so I need more people to follow me on Twitter. So Sandra underscore Edgel, Twitter. If you don't know how to spell my name, it's fine. I can barely spell it. It'll be somewhere on this page that you are watching. So thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and whatever. Till next time.